Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information does it make me selfish for wanting him back down here with us what's up guys welcome back to the podcast episode 201 and thank you for being here i've got a i'm actually sitting almost exactly in the same spot that i have been sitting for about a hundred episodes or more, uh, but I I'm turned a little bit. So if you're watching this on YouTube or other apps that allows you to watch the podcast, uh, <laughs> I'm in a, I've been messing around today with a different setup. I'm like, yeah, you know what? 200 plus episodes. Maybe I'll change the setting around a little bit. Maybe I'll change the the scenery around just a little bit. So comment below, especially if you're on YouTube. Comment below. Say. I like the new setup or come on, man, I missed the old setup, which is literally just turning everything this direction. The wall on my left is usually straight behind me. Um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So trying some new things, uh, trying to change it up a little bit and I, I like it. I'm actually comfortable. I'm in a more comfortable chair. So that's good. What I do on this podcast, if you're new here, is I answer your questions. You email me. Granger Smith podcast at gmail.com and I answered them. Now, lately, I've been talking about my book, Like a River, which came out on August the 1st and um, just been so encouraged by so many people getting that book and either listening to the audiobook or, or reading on Kindle or the hardcover itself. And so much so that we've, we've had a, a supply chain issue for a second. We're, we're back doing great again. Uh, Amazon's like on a two-day delivery like normal. But for a while, there was like a four-day period where Amazon was um, out of books. So publisher was getting them books because they just, they went out faster than people thought. Yeah, praise God for that. And praise God for so many uh, listeners that are that are hungry for a book like that, a book that helps navigate grief and loss and suffering in a way where you know that there is there's hope and there's joy and there's peace 
and there's rest and there's purpose on the other side of that kind of pain. So I say that to introduce a different kind of questioning. We're still the same old podcast, but um, I'm, I'm almost encouraging questions from the book itself because uh, I think it's, it's only appropriate that if anyone reads the book and they think, oh, I've got a, I've got a question about that, or there's something he said in there, there's a certain line he said, or, or how does he know that's biblical? Like he, he said that, but how does he know that's right? Or is that just his opinion? If you want to ask those kind of questions, certainly, that's, that's great. GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail.com. Or if you just want to ask a question about something else, like, you know, a relationship or a work issue, I'm going to answer it like I'm sitting in a comfy chair, <laughs> sitting with you in the living room, and we're just walking through something, you know, two buddies in the cab of a truck, two people sitting around a campfire, and you say, hey, man, can I run something by you? Well, that's how we're going to, that's how we're going to talk about it. So let's jump in. And the, the first question comes from Josh, and the subject line says, advice. The email says, hello, Granger, I'm Josh. Life has been rough this year. I lost my grandpa back in March, and the night of this funeral, I lost my uncle. Life hasn't been the same since I lost my grandpa. He was my rock, my go-to person for everything, whether it be advice for or just to talk. We talked about everything day. We talked every day about everything visited often. It seems like no matter what I do, I can't seem to get over the bump in the road to heal my losing him. I visit his gravesite often, as often as I can. I know he's up in heaven with my grandma and my dad. Does it make me selfish for wanting him back down here with us? Any advice for me to help with this pain? Thanks in advance. P.S. I went to your show in Clearfield. It was hands down the best concert I've ever been to. Been following you for 10 years. Josh, thank you, buddy. And I'm so sorry about your grandpa. I didn't know your grandpa, but you did. And you loved him. So I say, I wish I could have known him. He sounds like a great man. And I, it's not lost on me that you also mentioned the fact that you lost, you've also lost your dad. So um, I'm, I'm imagining that this is the loss of your grandpa is also in, in, in a way stacked on top of the loss of your dad, probably leaving you as the head male of your family. And if you're anything like me, when that happened to me, as being the oldest child and losing my dad in 2014, already had lost my grandpa, I felt like an overwhelming feeling of, man, I didn't sign up for this. Like, I, I didn't, I wasn't ready to be the head man of the house. You know, I wasn't ready to be the patriarch, if you want to use that term. <laughs> that was, that's dad. He still had a lot of time left in him. And sometimes these these positions, these roles in our life are put on us when we don't feel qualified and we don't certainly don't feel ready. But nonetheless, here it is. So what are you going to do with it? This is the hand that you were dealt. You have said here that it's been within a year. I don't know the time frame. Um, 
No, you said, yeah, here it is. There is a time frame. I lost my grandpa in March. Then you lost your uncle. So that, that's been, this is a recent email. So this, you know, it's been within the last four, five, six months that you have realized I am, I'm the head guy now. Um, I want to tell you a couple things. First thing I'm going to tell you, first and foremost, is whatever you're feeling right now in this time, you're still in the ground zero period, as I call it. Whatever you're feeling right now is totally normal. It's okay. So you're like, man, I feel guilty. I feel selfish. I feel sad. I feel, I feel like uh, indifferent about everything. Whatever you're feeling is okay. You have permission to feel whatever you want to feel uh, because you're in ground zero right now. If this was six, seven, eight years down the road, I'd say, bro, we got to talk about some things. We got to talk about these feelings you're having, right? But that's not the case. This is still recent. What is that? March, April, May, June, July, August. You're six months in, okay? You haven't gone through the round of all the first yet. Like you're going to have your first Thanksgiving coming up. That's a tough one first Christmas, your grandpa's birthday, your dad's birthday, the day you lost him. That's a tough anniversary. So until you get through really through all of those, then it's, it's still not time to discuss the appropriate emotions that you're having in response to this kind of grief. Okay. So first I want to give you permission to say whatever you're feeling is okay. And that includes, let's get specific here. That includes this feeling down here where you say, does it make me selfish for wanting him back down here with us? Okay, so you, you have permission to have a feeling, and I'm going to include selfishness in that. But let's unpack that. Let's unpack that. I'm trying to see in here if there's a reference to God, if there's a reference to your faith. There's not, I don't think. Besides heaven, you, you mentioned heaven that doesn't do anything for me. No. I'm just curious. That doesn't mean anything. I'm just trying to get a baseline here. Um, what I want to do is I want to talk about many times death in this situation specifically. Death, it opens up a longing within us that we might not have recognized before. It gives us a a certain kind of homesickness, right? And and you've kind of mentioned that with he's up there with grandpa and grandma and dad. Well, that gives you a sense that, well, I I'm not with my family anymore. Like grandma, uncle, dad, grandpa, they're all in another place, and I'm here. So I feel disconnected from my family. And that, in a sense, gives you a feeling of homesickness right? And it gives you a, a yearning and a longing in a way that you might not have felt before. And I'm going to argue with you that that's a good thing. It's a good thing that you have this, this longing for home. What does that do for you though? Like where does that, where does that drive you to? Does that drive you to a feeling of resentment and stress and anxiety and 
You're gonna gonna go off the deep end and get stuff out of your system and rebel against society. Is that where you're going? Or are you saying, I have a longing for home. I have a longing for, in, this, in, in your case here in this email, heaven, where I, I no longer feel at home here. I feel a longing like I don't, this isn't my forever home is what I would say in Like a River, the book. And so would that drive you to be a rebel? No, it would drive you to learn more about your creator, to want to know who God is as revealed in the Bible and the scriptures. Because the more you get to know him, the more you get to know your creator, the more comfortable you are with your forever home. And the more hope you have of being there with him, not with grandpa and dad, but with your creator, the, the giver of the gift. Like your dad and your grandpa and your grandma and your uncle were gifts. Imagine being with eternally, spending time with in the presence of the giver of the gift. What I want this feeling, this selfish feeling to do, what I want this selfish feeling to eventually do is manifest itself into a hunger for forever home, a hunger to drive yourself in a way to appreciate what you have here in, in one sense and learn who your creator is in another so that you can be connected with that feeling of, of th this place, the place that you know you do finally belong. And death has the way of just uncovering that for us, and it's amazing. So, um, Josh, you're at ground zero. Use this. This is like this wind beneath your wings, right? Use this wind to drive you to, towards God as revealed in the scriptures as revealed in your local church and not against him. Because if you go against him and you, you choose a different path of rebelling, you will feel further and further from grandpa and dad and uncle. I promise you. I promise you. Next question, subject line says, your dad's old truck. Hey, Granger, I'm a huge fan and loving the book so far. I had a couple of cries today. I started reading this morning and I just can't put it down. Anyway, you talked about how you rolled your dad's truck over. Then you mentioned that the driver's door is missing. How did you do that? Love the show and all your wisdom. God bless Justin from Big Rapids, Michigan. Never heard of Big Rapids. I've heard of Grand Rapids, Michigan, but never heard of Big Rapids, Michigan. That's interesting. Um, yeah, so... For those of you that might know Earl Dibbles, this is in all the original Earl Dibbles music videos and the, the original Country Boy Part 1, Earl Dibbles is driving this pickup truck that's missing a door. And Earl, you would think that Earl made it famous, but actually it was my dad, as I talked about in the book Like a River. It was my dad that would drive this one-doored truck <laughs> with a rolled-up, you know, looked like a smashed Coke can uh, roof on this truck, and he would drive it through town uh, with no shame. That's just what he did. And so people recognized him. Like, there's the one-doored truck guy, you know? And the truck itself wasn't pretty itself. Anyway, I'll explain what happened. I rolled it over. 
when I was probably 18, 17, something like that, maybe 16, I don't know, somewhere around those three years. <laughs> and I was, ironically, I was at Earl Dibble's house, the house that we filmed in front of, and we were cleaning that out, Tyler, Parker, and I. And I went down there with the truck. We drove down there, and it's a little bit on a little bit of an incline. And the truck is a standard three in the tree. And I put it in neutral, didn't put the emergency brake on because it wasn't moving. I, you know, I rolled up the house, hit the brakes, got out of the truck, it wasn't moving. About 30 minutes later, a stiff breeze rolled in, right? And kicks in the back of that truck a little bit. Just enough, just enough of an edge and it starts moving that truck. By the time I looked out of the window of that old house, I saw the truck just inching along, just barely moving down this dirt road. And I thought, whoops, <laughs> ran out there. But by the time I ran out to the porch, it had picked up speed and it was going too fast for me to catch it. And it went right into the fence, the cattle fence. And that front left tire rolled up on that cattle panel. And it, it was like a little ramp for it. And it just flipped it right on its top like slow motion to me because I'm running behind it. I just see this truck flip and I thought, oh no. What? My first thought is, I got to call dad. I don't want to call dad, but I got to call him. You know, that's the first thought. And I remember walking up, you know, you know, first thing I did, of course, is Tyler and Parker and I put our hands on the side and uh, try to <laughs> try to possibly push it over. That didn't work. I saw oil coming out of the front grill, just dripping down, you know trucks upside down well we see these uh these linemen driving by these they're going to fix a some kind of telephone pole and they had a truck with a big winch on it right around this time i go running out there out to the county road and i flag them down and they stopped and they came over and and i was like hey man i flipped this truck and they're like you okay are you okay man i was like oh, i wasn't in it <laughs> long story i wasn't in it and they were like yeah we'll help you so they they pulled that that truck over there and hooked up the cable to the bottom of it. And they said, man, this winch will turn it over, but we can't guarantee that by the time these wheels hit the ground, it doesn't just break the axles. And we're like, yeah, well, it's too late for worrying about that now. So they hooked it up and just as slow as they could, they tilted that truck and just once it got to straight up 90 degrees, it just started falling and it went bam. Landed on all four tires, bounced a, few, a little bit, blew out a shock, but I didn't care. And it actually, uh, it started right up. The engine started right up. So that was that. And then the, your question was, you mentioned the door, driver's door is missing. So um, that around that same time, I had a little puppy in the back of my truck, a little dog. And that dog was in the, the bed of the truck when I was in the barn. And I was pulling out of the barn and I had the door open, the driver's side door open and that dog was jumping up and down. And I thought, dadgummit, I don't want this dog to jump out of the truck and I'm going to run over it, you know? So I've got my head turned around and I'm looking behind me as I'm backing out of the barn. Totally forgot that the door was open and that, that door just, just slowly bent into the barn and I, I stopped real quick realized what I did pulled forward but then after that the door the hinges were bent 
And uh, it was it, anybody that's ever seen anything like that knows that once you bend those hinges, it's near impossible to ever get it back to the original shape again. So the door never closed right. It always had a gap in it, always had an air gap and water gap. So dad just, you know, he was mad at me, but he ended up just said, let's just take the door off. It'd be much better. Instead of having this rattly door, we might as well just take it off. So that's what we did. And that's why the truck had the beat up roof and the, and the door missing. Take a break and be right back, y'all. Podcast is brought to you guys by DCX Conference. Let me tell you about it. It's an intimate, in-person, two-day leadership conference held in Austin, Texas on October 11th and 12th. What's it about? Well, it's about developing yourself and your team as you learn from 10-plus diverse speakers at the top of their fields. Craft and connect a clear path to the leader and company you strive to be. Speakers include best-selling authors Tim Tebow, Patrick Linciani, John Acuff, Dr. John Deloney, Chris Miroff, Vanessa Van Edwards, and more. This year's theme is The Fight for Unity. Life can feel divided in our personal lives, relationships, and communities, but we are better together. Learn how to experience unity in your teams, organizations, and families. Get your tickets today at dcxconferences.com. Use code DCXGRANGER for 25% off. If you can't attend in person, there is a live stream option available. Grab a link and gather your team remotely. Get ready to develop yourself, connect in community, and experience transformation. As always, if you want to connect with me and get a personal video message from me, you can do that at cameo.com slash Granger Smith. You could also download the Cameo app and search for me, Granger Smith. It's super easy to find me on there. Request a video. I'll say whatever you want me to say. Happy birthday, happy anniversary, maybe a word of encouragement to anyone, including yourself. It's a great gift. Last minute, if you don't know what to get someone Hit up cameo.com slash Smith, and I will say whatever you need in the phone and send it right to you. All right, back to the podcast in the new setup room. Let me know. Comment below if, you, if you're digging the new setup. It's hard because I produce this podcast by myself, and I also film it and record it myself. And so it's, I actually set up a, a stuffed animal in the chair uh, whenever I'm getting ready to record. So I base my lighting and my focus and everything on a stuffed animal. So I never really know how, how it looks until Paul gets a hold of it, edits it, puts it out. So hopefully this is good. Otherwise we'll make adjustments for next week. Email, email me. If you want me to answer a question for you, grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. We've been talking a lot lately about my book, like a river, and if you haven't gotten a copy yet, you can find it wherever you love to buy books, including Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, uh, Barnes and Nobles, physically in the store, Walmart, Walmart.com. Um, I typically say, and I, I don't get any kickbacks or anything, but I think Amazon is super easy because you could order it and then it arrives in two days. A lot of people are listening to the audiobook, which is cool to me. Um, I'm the one that read it, yes, uh, and. A lot of people can get that knocked out while they're driving to work and commutes, a couple commutes and it's done. Uh, if you're a book person, uh, you, you like the paper pages, you could do that too. Let's get to these emails, grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. First question here on the second break. 
Subject line says, broken, hurt people, period, like a river. Email says, wow, Granger, your book was an amazing testimony. I binge read that book in just two short sittings. I could relate so much to the book. I've purchased five copies and I'm passing them out to people I know that are struggling and hungry for purpose. Honestly, I feel like I'm going to be buying more sooner than later. People are broken and looking for an answer. Just want to say thank you. Thank you for your podcast, social media, and Yee ambassadors. One person in particular, like Fulcher, shout out to her between your platform and hers. Something uh, has flipped a switch in my life. I want to help people give them hope through God's word. My question is this, is the book you mentioned, reading the Bible and researching everything you read, what software or apps did you use for that? Oh, hang on. In the book, in Like a River, you mentioned reading the Bible and researching everything you read. What software or apps did you use for that? Looking forward to seeing you preach in Columbus, Ohio. Okay, great. Thank you, Drew. That's That came from Drew. And he's talking about, in my, uh, I'm a big believer in reading a Bible plan so that, so that you could read the Bible in context and not necessarily in small quips from devotionals. I think devotionals are fine as a supplementary um, spiritual pick-me-up, right? But not to learn who God is and not to nourish you and fill your soul for what you need in the Scripture. Devotionals are not good for that, okay? Let me say that one more time. Devotionals are great. They're fantastic. And I would recommend you have one or two or three. I'd recommend you still give one to someone for Christmas that you like, okay? But they are not for your... They are, if, if in terms of a meal, they are more like an appetizer or a dessert, but they should never be looked at as the main course of the meal. They are not where you get your nourishment, if that makes sense. Your nourishment is going to come from reading the Bible, the scripture, in context. And so that's why I advocate towards some kind of reading plan that gets you working in context. What does that mean? That means you're not searching the Bible for one little line or for one section about one subject. Instead, you're reading the Bible as a whole so that you could learn who God is. And you're like, Granger, you always say stuff like that. Well, it's fundamental. The scriptures, the Holy Bible, the reason we have that is not so that we could, we could learn what job to take next. It is not so that we could learn which, which girl out of the three we should marry. Okay? The, the Bible is in our possession so that we can instead learn who God is. Why is that important? Because when you learn who God is and you learn to love your creator, then you desire to imitate him. And instead of needing specific direction on specific things in life, instead, as you learn to imitate him, you learn what choices he would like, the choices he would make, the things he would love and the things he would hate. You learn that 
through time with him as you learn who he is in the Bible itself. So take, for instance, a few questions ago, we got a question about somebody that had lost their grandpa. Now, somebody that loves their grandpa that much, like, like they do in that question, I would assume that they know him very well because they have spent so much time with him, right? They have, they have watched him. They've seen him interact with other people. They have had endless conversations with him. And they have soaked that in so much, so much so that when he's gone, when grandpa's gone, you could then go to a restaurant, look at a menu and go, I know what grandpa would order. You could see a stranger on the street doing something and you go, I know what grandpa would say to that stranger. You could be flipping through uh, selections of things to watch on YouTube and you go, I know what grandpa would think about this show. You could see a comedian and go, I know grandpa would laugh at that or not. I know grandpa wouldn't like that joke at all. That's what happens when you spend time with somebody. So that's the purpose of the Bible is you learn who God is as revealed in 66 books in the entire narrative of the, the full canon of the Bible itself. You learn who God is in the same way that a boy would learn his grandpa. So then you walk through life and you go, what job should I take? Well, I know, I know what God would think about this. What girl should I marry? I know what God would think about this relationship. I know what God would think about this. I know what God would want for me because I know him and I want to imitate him. I want to make decisions like he would make, right? So that's why I advocate for reading it in context. If you read little pieces and you cut them out and you take this example, this life thing here and this life example here, then you're just, you're, you're taking specific instances and you're missing out on the point. Okay, so that was not your question, <laughs> but your question is, what do I use to read the Bible and to get my understanding of it through um, the translations, right? So I use an app called Logos, L-O-G-O-S, and it is a fantastic app for you could read the bible if you if you're like you like the physical pages great absolutely that's great um i read something called the mcshane plan and that gets me through the new testament twice the psalms twice and the old testament once through a year in fact london is doing it with me right now and she's crushing it and amber's doing it with me and my pastor marshall at emmaus church is doing it with me and my mom is doing it with me I believe Parker and Amy are doing it, and Tyler just started. So there's a lot of people in my immediate circle that are reading the McShane plan. You could switch translations. Um, I'm an ESV reader, but uh, I do my devotional reading, which means my reading plans. I change the translations every year. So I've done NIV, ESV. I'm, right now I'm doing the CSB, which is cool because on Lagos, you could just switch the translation. And you might see things that you didn't see before. Certain things might stand out. Now, with Logos, you could, this is not sponsored, by the way, you could touch a word on the screen and it pulls up the Greek or Hebrew. And it pulls up the other translations. So I can go to uh, translation comparison. That's a page I swipe to that. And I could see the King James. I could see the NIV. I could see all of the other translations, boom, right there, there's that verse. And here's what, here's what the King James says. 
And I can compare that and go, oh, I actually understand it better now that, now that I see the King James, for instance. That's, that's an example. Um, there's endless commentaries and resources on lo the Lagos app. So um, I love it. I, lo I love that. And I've been doing that for about three years now. So hope that answers your question. And let me know if you, you want me to go further on that. Next question. Subject line says, like a river and struggling to surrender. Hi, I'm Randy from Red Bluff, California. I'm 33 and I have two little girls. One will be five at the end of August and the other two in November. My littlest always says, cute baby, when Maverick is on the screen. I love watching the Smiths and listening to your music. They love watching the Smiths and listening to your music with me. I read like a river. As soon as I finished, I went back and listened to the audiobook while ordering four more hard copies to share with family and friends. And I need, I need them to hear your messages. I cannot even begin to describe how badly I needed to hear your messages myself. While I haven't suffered from losing a child, I have lost several close people in my life. Some that went too soon and two that were sick for too long. So, so thank you for this book. My question for you is about surrender. I've had the sobbing, choke, choked whisper in a ball on the floor moments, crying to Jesus, asking what to do and to help me figure out what his purpose is for me. I've always felt so lost and I like I've been meant for greater things by helping people in some way, but I have no idea how. I've told no one about these moments or that I feel this way because I, I have no plan to back those thoughts up. I have felt incredibly pulled this year to search for him and learn his word. But when I read the Bible, I walk away with so many questions and have trouble with surrendering to the certainty of it all. I am new to this. I wasn't raised religious, and my own husband and his family gave me grief for even buying a Bible, calling me a Bible thumper. I feel alone with whom I'm supposed to be supported most by in my search for his love. That's a capital H, his love. How do you surrender when you've had those, not rock bottom, but current? Let me read that again. How do you surrender when you've had those, not rock bottom, but current, take you under moments, only to surface for air, feeling hungry to learn his love, yet confused and a lot more lost than before? Sorry for the lengthy, lengthy email. Thanks so much for all you do in your family. Much love. God bless. Randy. All right, Randy. A, a lot to unpack here. I want to start with, start by saying thank you so much for the, the um, for reading Like a River and, and getting the four other copies. Um, and let's try to walk through your question. Just super casual. Let's walk through what it means to surrender, what it means to be in these rock bottom moments that you say that, that you've been on. And you say, I've told no one about these moments. You have now. So thank you for that. Thank you for being vulnerable enough to do that. Um, and, and then you say, when I read my Bible, I walk away with so many questions and have trouble with surrendering to the certainty of it all. That's, that would be an apologetics issue. And you say, I'm new to this. That's understandable. You weren't raised religious and you have a husband that's now giving you grief for any of this. Okay, so that is a lot to unpack. But the answer, I think, is... It's more simple than you might think. And it's 
very underrated and not talked about too often in our society today. It's, it's, it's probably the most obvious answer I can give you. And it's probably the least talked about these days, right? And that is the local church. What's missing from your email and what's missing from a lot of these questions from, from different people on, on this podcast is the purpose, the purpose of a local church, the way that it's supposed to function, which is absolutely biblical, gathering together on the Lord's Day, on Sunday mornings with fellow believers is absolutely a command by Jesus. It's absolutely a, a New Testament, Old Testament. It's, this is a, a complete canon Bible command, okay? So avoiding the local church, not being plugged into a local church, or casually attending occasionally a church that's not as healthy, maybe it's, it's, it's just a massive, seeker-sensitive, lights going crazy, big band playing, no one really knows anybody personally. Uh, you certainly don't know the pastor because there's so many people. There's no way you could ever get close enough to have a conversation with him. If any of those reasons are you, then you are missing probably your biggest tool, your biggest asset, your biggest support system within your new walk as a Christian. And I am not underestimating what I just said. I, it is that important. Finding a local church with a appropriate amount of elders, that's another word for pastors, to match the appropriate amount of people that show up on a Sunday so that the sheep, which is what we are as a congregation, can be shepherded appropriately. You can't have too many sheep for one shepherd. Otherwise, he can't possibly know where they all are and how they're all doing. There, there's no fence big enough for that. So you need some more shepherds. The bigger your church gets, the more shepherds you're going, you're going to need to make sure that you have a, an adequate control over the flock in a way that you could answer questions, you could walk through life struggles, you, you, the, the church should function in a way where you, you say, man, I'm having trouble with my husband right now. He's an unbeliever. He's actually calling me a Bible thumper. And I really just want to know more about the Bible. In fact, in what you asked me, I read the Bible and then I walk away from it with more questions. Well, it's great that you emailed this podcast for that. And I'm certainly could could give you my best advice, but I'm only here on random times that I find your email in my random inbox out of many emails. That is not an adequate source for you to be fed and nourished and shepherded and taught and rebuked occasionally and encouraged. I'm not that for you. And but a local church is. That, that is the reason they function. So you getting plugged into a local church where you, you find like-minded people with you and you could express your concerns, you could express your problems, you could be vulnerable, you could say, look, I'm having trouble 
understanding this. And someone goes, can you meet for coffee? And we could, you're, what are you talking, what are you having trouble with? Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, you don't understand it? Are you cool for coffee on Wednesday and we could walk through whatever you're talking about? And maybe we could talk about it together. And you're like, well, yeah. Here's another thing. This is what's crazy. You said, I have trouble with surrendering to the certainty of it all. Totally understandable. I mean, that's that's doubt. I mean, doubt is biblical. Thomas had doubt. Peter had doubt. They, the, the, the disciples themselves had doubt. So it's it's not surprising for you to say it. And it, it does not mean that you're you know, in, in some way in trouble, okay? Because the more you the more you mature, the Lord willing, the less that doubt becomes. But here's what I'm trying to say. A church itself is maybe the greatest apologetic. Apologetic is a defense of the faith. It's how we Christians defend our faith. And it, there's all kinds of methods and ways to practice apologetics. But maybe the greatest apologetic is called ecclesial apologetics. Ecclesial apologetics. And that means apologetics of the church. The church itself becomes a unified apologetic. In what way? When you notice that there are believers gathering on a Sunday morning and there is something special about them. Not that they're perfect. In fact, in many ways, they are not. But they operate almost as an organic unit. They operate together. They help each other. They lift each other up. They care for people that are underprivileged or, or the poor or people that are disabled or people that are disadvantaged in any way. They actually care. A, a hurricane comes through at some town and they're going off with their chainsaws together to help these people they don't even know to clear the the wood from out of the, the trees that have fallen in front of their house. They're, they're going to hospitals to raise money for kids that, that have terminal diseases. They're, they're helping each other move from one apartment to the next because there's, there's a woman that's, that's a widow and she needs, she needs to move a dresser and a mattress and, and people come over from the church and they help. And then they gather and they cry together and they, they do life together. And so many times you could see that in a society that seems like it's falling apart, right? In a society that feels so ununified, in a society that becomes obsessed with politics and race and all different viewpoints, right and left and everything in between. And then you go to a local church, a healthy church, and you see all different kinds of races, all different ethnicities, all different ages, all different economic groups coming together, unified, living together, making life together, sharing joy together, sharing in sorrow together. And you go, who are these people? I mean, surely there's something strange about it. There's something supernatural about this group. That's what a healthy church should look like. And that's what it should put off. It should literally put off a defense of the faith in itself. Ecclesial apologetics is what a healthy church puts off. If you are plugged in there and you have made a commitment and you, to become a member of a church like this, 
where you're plugged in and you have questions. It doesn't matter the level of knowledge that you have. You come in as a brand new believer. You, you come in as a 20-year-plus believer. You plug in where you are and you say, I want to help serve. How could I help serve this congregation? What are we doing for the community? What are we doing for each other? And you live in that for a while. These doubts that you have, the questions you have about the certainty of it all, as you say, the, the need to surrender and the how-to starts to become more focused and more clear as you're plugged into this local body, not just listening to a podcast like this, not just reading a daily devotional, not just watching some sermon on YouTube, but physically gathering with the body, which is called the bride of Christ. The bride of Christ is what the church body is considered. When you do that, you are thereby gaining one of your biggest biggest earthly assets as a believer. And if you're not doing that, you're missing out on the biggest apologetic, the biggest, greatest benefit you could have, the local church. So don't neglect to gather with the local body on the Sunday morning and other times that they might meet. I think that's so important. And I think you're in a great place for this because you're not going to be the only one that has a husband that's a non-believer. You're not going to be the only one that's new to the faith. You're not going to be the only one that has doubts on how to surrender to the certainty of it all. And that's a beautiful thing. We all need community. And to know that you're not alone helps tremendously. We love you guys. See you next Monday. Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel. Hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Yee-yee. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.